It's Peace Prize Thursday on the Morning Amp. I'm Jill Hopkins. And I am Ernest Wilkins, your guest host for today and tomorrow. Yay. We've got a special guest in the studio with us today. Ernest, why don't you introduce your friend? All right. Now... I don't know how many superlatives I can throw on <laughs> before an, an introducing you because you have a lot of them. So we'll start with, we'll just start with a, a loose one, just like a loose compilation of things. So you are the Senior Manager of Community Affairs for Lyft. That's right. Okay. You were a former ROTUS, receptionist of the United States. Um, you are a mother. I am. You are a veteran. I am. You are a nice person. I try to be. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Darian Page yeah, is here. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us today. You are a woman uh, of many talents, many facets. Let's let's start with this this origin story. I love it. I, yeah. I think uh, uh, I love a good bar. I, I love a good origin story, and I love it when those two things find each other. How did a night out with your friends uh, lead to uh, the front desk at the White House? So as a college student, as you know, you know, you try and pinch every penny and stretch every dollar. Um, There was a bar in, I believe it was Old Town, Mm -hmm. um, doing $20 all you can drink, red solo cup. (laughs) Love it. Um, I was there and also as a campaign staffer, you were trying to stretch every dollar. Oh yeah. And so I imagine that's why some of the campaign staff was there as well, (laughs) blowing off steam after a night. There was a group of them in Obama shirts and they were just really diverse and very energetic and you could just feel that from across the room and I was with my girlfriend Missy and she said you have to go talk to them and so I went over and we struck up a conversation with the group but one of the guys that I was talking to had been in Baghdad in 2003 and I was in Baghdad in 2003 so we connected over that and he was telling me about his work on the um, Obama campaign it was pretty early on um, in 2007 And so he said, you know, we can always use really good help. We'd, you know, love to have your talent if you're really interested in this. And so he convinced me to send in my resume on Monday. Mm -hmm. And I came in on Tuesday and interviewed with the campaign manager, Pete Dager. And he was just so enthusiastic and told me all these stories about what it would be like because he had worked on the um, Clinton campaign as Mm -hmm. well. And just what success and what winning could mean for for me and I started the very non-glamorous work of scanning mail in the mailroom which wasn't actually a mailroom it was a room probably half the size of this a closet yeah. and it was full of mail and all I was doing a was mail cubby. a mail cubby yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were in an actual mailbox doing I this. was I was in the mailbox yeah Okay. Yeah. So one day you're you're scanning mail next day you're arranging travel and so I think as most campaigns do, they're always looking for people who are willing to commit to putting in the hours and, you know, honoring the mission of the campaign. And so as working in the mailroom turned into working at the front desk, working at the front desk meant working directly with our operations team and our operations team as we grew realized that we really needed to get our travel situation under control. People were going from state to state to state to state um, through the primaries and we decided that we needed to build up our travel office and I got presented with an opportunity and I took it. That's awesome. And the next thing you know, yeah, mm-hmm. you are uh, seated at the front desk of the Oval Office, 
little wicker basket full of cell phones next to you and the president of the United States who uh, prior to that was uh, just a, a guy running for office, a just state a, senator, yeah, just a state casual, senator running for office, is now uh, Mr. President to you. Yes. And he's introducing you to folks as Rotus. So we went from a campaign where, it was, where you got just this feeling of change and hope and that there was this new spirit coming to Washington. And three days before the election, the chief operating officer, who was a very tall man and very intimidating man. He was the kind of, you know, boss who answered things with one word. He calls me into his office and I'm like, man, what have I done? (laughs) What trip have I booked? And he says, if we win this thing, you're on the first flight out to D.C. And that was it. There was no other day. Figure it out. I work in the travel office, so I've got to book my own travel. We get into D.C. We go to the Department of Justice, which Mm -hmm. was where our temporary transition headquarters was. And I went straight from the airport after celebrating in Grant Park the night before, Mm -hmm. straight into the transition. And we started up a whole new travel office, quasi-government, learning the new rules. And from there, going into being the receptionist. And my first day was the day after the inauguration. Oh, so literally the first. (laughs) So I went to all of the inaugural balls, came home, took a shower, and went to work. And had no idea where I was supposed to sit or what my role was supposed to be. I had to go get sworn in. And that was... Wait, really what? Because I was sworn yeah. into. You never think of, yeah. Yeah. You actually, that's sworn into the military and then sworn into being a Schedule C employee working at the White House, and so then we started doing a lot of press. There was so much interest in this new staff, and the president came in. He said, "You're the receptionist, like the receptionist of the United States," and I was like. Yes, sir. <laughs> I sure am. Whatever Mr. President, you, uh, yes. you're right. Mr. President, you are. However yeah. this works. Yeah. And it became a thing. The Rotus. The, the Rotus. Rotus. Yeah. Awesome. And so now you're Rotusing. You are, are meeting heads of state. You're meeting celebrities. You're, you're organizing. You're answering phones. Uh, but there's so many different jobs in the White House. There's so many different colleagues that you have. And, and a lot of you have gotten together to write... Uh, West Wingers uh, to talk about your experiences there. Uh, was it easy for you to kind of squish your experiences down into a, to an essay or did you have to do a lot of self-editing here? A lot of self-editing, a lot of editing from our publishers. <laughs> so there was that. Um, and it took probably a year of thinking and writing and going back you know, to the drawing board to get get it right. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the way that I think a lot of authors are take their time. We had a deep desire to get our story out, mm-hmm. to humanize, you know, the aspect of working in the White House and what, you know, big government looks so different when you actually can put a face on it and put a story to yeah. it. And these are just real, everyday Americans who decided that they were going to try and make a change in their country and move forward and take a leap. I think that it really requires some selflessness to devote your life to public service, to devote any part of your life to public service. These are not high-paying or glamorous jobs like people think. They're yeah. really tough. Right. And so telling that story and getting that out in there where people were really looking for hope and you know something encouraging coming out given the differences between our administration uh, how does one take 
their military training. Right. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you. How does one take military training, military service, time spent in Baghdad, and adapt that skill set to the business sector, to government? Well, I think in the military, you learn a set of skills that are, it's not something that you can teach in a school. They're these soft, soft skills, but really leadership and flexibility and being able to maneuver quickly and make a decision, you know, in an efficient manner that, you know, gets the job done. And you take that and you put it into a more corporate or even a government um, structure and you're able to apply these skills in a way that betters the company. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I learned from being in the military Mm -hmm. and using that to also drive a passion. I care so deeply about the military and veterans community. I come from a really large military family Mm -hmm. and being able to take that and my pride in military service and translate that into a role in the administration where I was able to show the president and vice president, first lady and Dr. Biden and all of my colleagues around me about what military service meant to me and why, you know, the military, I mean, of course, as a president and as the you know, administration, they understand the importance of it, but really put faces to it and introduce people who hadn't had an opportunity to, you know, go come to the White House and see, you know, what the president and the first lady were all about, bring them into the fold and really encourage people to use their voices to kind of, you know, bring themselves into it. And so I, the military is what provided for that. How does a woman with your resume end up at Lyft? You wow. don't think about Lyft having a, a, a community affairs department, and here you are managing it. That So essentially, what the Office of Public Engagement at the White House was is what our community affairs office is at Lyft. And there is a deep commitment to being diverse and being inclusive and making sure that people, I mean, it's not just about having safe, reliable transportation. It's about the communities that we are active in and that we are invested in coming back to them and saying, okay, we, you know, utilize you for Mm -hmm. our driver base, but also our passenger base. We're growing in these communities. How can we, you know, play a role and give back? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's the the truth of the matter is the work that we're doing, because we are a disruptive technology and we are new to the industry, we get to have a lot of fun with the work that we do. We Last year we sponsored, for the very first time, the Department of Defense um, mm-hmm. held the Warrior Games mm-hmm. in the city of Chicago. It's their first time not doing it on a military base. And we got to be the um, rideshare partner for that, and we ended up putting Hummers on the platform. That's awesome. So that people could get rides on it. Yeah. So I get to do a lot of creative creative things with the work that we're doing and that goes back to and speaks very directly to the work that I did at the White House where I got to you know use my creativity in bringing people into the fold do all of the Obama like former Obama staffers have like a group chat is there like a is there like a like a link you know like a secret it's not secret by any means okay but we we came in as re- a really young staff, mm-hmm. yeah. and we were very close with each other, and so we have continued those relationships right. even afterwards. And there are Google groups and there yes. are Facebook groups, yes. um, and 
they just keep us all connected and keep us informed. When we we celebrate each other, we mourn with each other, we are so intricately tied into each other's lives. And my hope is that that's forever. As yeah. people are running for office, we're celebrating them. We're mm-hmm. going out and canvassing and knocking doors. You saw this with right. Lauren Underwood. We yeah. had people coming in from across the country mm-hmm. to come help support her. We really want to lift each other up and we recognize that the leaders that Barack Obama talked about when he was in office and leaving office, it's a lot of us and a lot of people who are willing to bear the burden of public service and continuing to encourage each other and lift each other up in that process is really integral to why we started in the first place. I love it. Congressman Lewis uh, famously always said, you know, if not us, then who? Right. And I think that's something that kind of speaks to that, you know, you got to start somewhere, so you might as well start with yourself. And it's tough. I mean, in especially in this political climate, putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and deciding that you're going to run for office and put your family out in the public oh, eye. Yeah. Totally. I don't envy anybody who goes through that. Yeah. The political process is brutal. Yes, very much so. so. I mean, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> now, Darian, uh, we want to get the information out about the book, but what? Uh, what? I, I don't want you to tell the whole story, but what can people expect when they get to your essay in West Wingers? So my portion of the book is about um, serving in Iraq. So my mom is a Gulf War vet. I, my, she put four of five, of, well, she put five of six of us through Army basic training, and then four of five of us actually either served in Iraq or Afghanistan. And so I de- my unit deployed for the invasion of Iraq. I joined them um, after the fall of Baghdad, of course. And I, we stayed in a palace called the Alfa Palace. And when I lived there we essentially just camped out on a balcony and we were there as we started really ramping up our efforts um, in the region so I was there until 2004 came back and started this um, journey but then in 2011 we ended um, combat operations in Iraq and I was invited by the vice president's team to go back and walking in that palace you know almost a decade later and seeing what it looked like and what it felt like and returning to the smells and the feels of being in that region for the closing of it knowing that no one from my family would ever have to go back to that area and that there were going to be families across the country who were experiencing sort of the same sense of relief that I have so the um, section is called full circle because it really was very full circle and to be there you know as a young junior enlisted service member I had just turned 21 mm. That's crazy. and then turning around and staffing the vice president and you know being in direct connection with senior generals in the military that's it's really life-changing life yeah. comes at you fast for real though <laughs> like genuinely Darian Page thank you for joining yes. us thank you for uh, bringing more Chicago to Washington and then coming back and serving the city thank you for your service in the White House and in the military the book is called West Wingers stories from the dream chasers change makers and hope creators inside the Obama White House it's available everywhere from Penguin Random House Books Yay. Yay. Thank you so much. For <laughs>